their Michigas, their malarkey, if you will. The no malarkey zone has been violated. <laughs> the malarkey has risen. So that fucking sucks. On the plus side, when we first started this podcast and my nerves were really bad, I didn't have any Patreon. And now my nerves are really bad, but this Patreon exists and it helps me stay housed and fed really effectively. So in a way, I'm, I'm really thankful for that. Like the conditions are actually much better this time. It's kind of amazing. I know. The transformation of uh, your stability over the last six months. Literally, Baruch Hashem. You are very stable. Meh. You're like Elliot Stabler. I'm stable-ish. I'm still dependent on like Medicaid and food stamps, you know? It's not like I'm independently wealthy. Yeah, but Elliot Stabler's really sexy. Yes, I agree with that. Today, via Twitter, I found several people to practice ASL with via video chat. Whoa, I'm kind of jealous. I'm really excited about that. I want in on the ASL party. You literally live with me. <laughs> you could practice ASL anytime. I have tried to tell you to learn ASL like five times in the past month. <sighs> Listeners, this is what I live with every day. Someone reminding you of your own foolishness. You live in the ASL party. There's no obstacles. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Just sign at me anytime. Literally just at me. All right. I'll sign you. Great. I'll show you some resources after the podcast. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on.org. So, Havo. Yes, Michael. It is the month of October. Yes, we are fast approaching... <laughs> The month of October. Here's the softball mm -hmm. question. Mm -hmm. What are we doing for that? I am so glad you asked. We are, for the pleasure of our listeners, going to do a series of high Halloween episodes. We're going to do five episodes. Four of those episodes are going to be about monsters in the Talmud, various spooky creatures from the Talmud. Ooh. And then the last one of those episodes is going to be with friend of the pod, Binya Koatz, where she talks about the Jewish holiday of Spookot, <laughs> which wow. is like Sukkot, but spooky. And she has done all kinds of really cool work around explorations of Sukkot as a Jewish Halloween. I'm just really excited for that episode. I'm excited for this whole series. There's so much spoopy magic. Spoopy? Spoopy. It's like from a meme. Uh, uh, you never know the memes. You never know. Let's I don't just. Know the um, memes. Are the listeners going to know that meme? Yeah, the listeners are going to know that meme. It's become a meta meme. I'm showing Michael the original Spoopy. You all probably know about Spoopy. Um, if you don't, just go ahead and look oh, wow. up Spoopy. There's a lot of Spoopy content in the Talmud, and we are going to be spooping out, spooping our britches. I've compiled a sort of selection of delicious Talmudic content that's all about different Talmud monsters and creatures and ghouls and goblins. Okay, question. Are there yes. sexy monsters or is it just monsters? Oh, there's going to be sexy monsters. I just want to know if the rabbis have the same weird crossing in their brain between like, oh, being between scared fear and, sex. and sexuality. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that's a feature of trauma survivors and I think people have been surviving trauma since the beginning of time. So I think we can count on the rabbis to deliver us that sweet, sweet cross-section of scary sexy. The rabbis were very kinky. That's just in the text, you know? I'm not making that up. Okay, enough about telling us what you're going to tell us about. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And start telling us some stuff. Today's episode... What's it going to be? ...is the Gollum 
episode, the Golem episode. Golem, Golem. Yeah, I put out a poll on Twitter for which monster we should do first, mm-hmm. and this is the one our listeners selected, so I am going to honor our listeners' wishes. Tell me about this Golem thing. So we're in Masechet Sanhedrin, which we've been in before. Theoretically, it's about rabbinical courts, but, you know, it's about all kinds of things. So we're in Masechet Sanhedrin Duff 65b, which I will henceforth be referring to as the Halloween Duff because it says so many monsters on it. Really? Yeah, like three of our episodes are going to be coming from this Duff. Starting here with a really interesting line on Sanhedrin 65b. Amal Rava, I Baru Tzadike, Brau Alma, Shenemar, Ki Onotechim, Hayu, Mavdailim, Wagomer. Here's our first line. It doesn't have the golem in it explicitly, but it's just a delicious line all by itself. So Rava said, If a tzaddik, if a righteous person, a saint essentially, wishes to do so, they can create a world. As it is stated, and then that brings a biblical text proof, and the text proof they bring is, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God. The point, supposedly, that Rava is bringing here is, because this verse in the Torah says our iniquities have separated us from Hashem, if one was without iniquities, they would be like Hashem in this sense. Oh... So tzaddiks can create worlds like God. Yes, if they are without sin. Is the context for this all judges need to be tzaddiks? The context for this is that somebody else quotes this verse in some completely different context, not having to do anything with tzaddiks, not having anything to do with creating worlds, not having to do anything with judges. Just someone else uses this verse, and then the Talmud is like, oh, speaking of things people said about that verse. Okay, tzaddiks are basically uh, little mini-gods. Yeah, exactly. Superheroes, maybe? I've been hanging out with a Bhagavad Gita queer. You mean a queer who just, like, reads the Bhagavad Gita a lot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I feel like is a fun genre of queer. Not one I've encountered ever before you started hanging out with this person but sure i find the oddballs and then i end up making podcasts with them it's true are you gonna make a bhagavad gita podcast oh my god that'd be funny i wouldn't recommend it no no. (laughs) i'm not the mc for that but it reminds me of what she was saying about transitioning how like part of her in her mind thinks that if she was truly enlightened that she could actually wake up the next day and have been fully transformed wow if you take the definitions to their most extreme conclusions then they like imply that Mm -hmm. kind of metaphysical ability right i think it's just wild to kind of ask yourself the question of like what if that is actually possible another way to read this right is that like we know trans people are tzaddiks because we create ourselves huh yeah we can go backwards you know we can go backwards through this logical proof i don't know if that works that way because if a implies b just Mm -hmm. because you're doing B doesn't mean you're A. Yes, but I don't think that's the way biblical proof works. Typically, Talmudic logical proofs are, I don't know what the word is for like, they're more strict in their connections. I have noticed that kind of, it's like correlation actually is causation a little bit. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Correlation is actually causal in both directions or something. But yeah, I have noticed that like when you're telling me Talmudic proofs, you'll be doing the proofs and like you're following the logic and then there's sometimes just like a like a little like fuzzy twist <laughs> and you like and you like kind of smile and laugh because you know it's a little ridiculous but it it it, it kind of falls into that category of 
it doesn't quite fit. Okay, okay. So trans people, because they create their own worlds, right, are tzaddiks. Right. I mean, I think also this is sort of like an established principle in Judaism is there's an idea that I think is pretty popular that one of the ways that we can connect with Hashem is to collaborate with him in like finishing and perfecting his creation. So that idea is sort of already out there in the theological soup. So it's a mitzvah to transition. Uh, I would say so, yes. We had an episode previously with Jazz Tversky of Kosher Queers. Jazz talked about the mitzvah of like being who you are on the outside, matching who you are on the inside. So yeah, definitely I think possible mitzvah to transition. But let's get into the golem. Oh, right. That's what we haven't even gotten into the golem yet. We're just in the theological context for the golem. Back on Sanhedrin, Daf 65b, Rava Bela Gavira, Shidare Lakame, Darabizera. The text continues after that proof text and it says, Rava created a man and sent him before Rabbi Zera. We don't actually have the word golem here in the text, but this is essentially a golem. Like a golem is a being that a tzaddik is able to create through righteous forces. That's sort of the standard definition of a golem. And this, I think, is our first golem instance. In the Talmud? Yeah. Chronologically, this is probably our first instance of a human being creating another being, a la Hashem. It's from the older layers of the Talmud. Yes, it's older than, for instance, the myth that I think most of us associate with the golem, which is the golem of Prague which is a much later sort of folktale than something from the Talmud. Okay, so this is perhaps the first reference to the idea of a tzaddik creating a creature. Yeah, I think when we call this a golem, maybe we're retrojecting a Mm. little bit. But I think this is like the seed of the myth of the golem. And then the golem idea pops up some more in Kabbalah later on, and then it becomes the golem of Prague, and then the idea you know, sort of takes off. So the word golem occurs only once in Tanakh, in Psalm 139. It's a word associated with sort of like unfinished, uncultivated, like raw material. It doesn't have the meaning that we associate with it today. The word itself sort of exists there, and then it doesn't get attached onto this idea of a tzaddik creating a person until later. Whoa. There's a little more that happens with the golem. Rava creates this man, which we're assuming is a golem. Um, Interesting that it has gender. It's definitely a man. Yeah, the word here, Gvira, I would say is strongly gendered. Okay, strong gender. So Rava sends his creation before Rabbi Zera for some reason. We don't know why. And Rabbi Zera would speak to him, but he would not reply. We're starting to get in sort of that mythological territory that there's something unusual about this golem compared to a regular person. And Rabbi Zera said, you were created by one of the members of our assembly. Return to your dust. (gasps) I know. Very dramatic. Very sort of Harry Potter. I'm sorry, everyone, for mentioning Harry Potter. Oh my god, you're canceled. Yeah, very sort of Harry Potter wizard duel sort of situation going on here. Wow. Well, what happened? He just, he just goes That's to That's the end of the fucking story. We don't know if the return to the dust. Wait, so the whole story is Rabbi makes this dude with magic, talks to him. Not with magic, with holiness. With holiness. Which is somehow different. Talks to him. He doesn't respond. Then he kills him. Well, we don't know if the, we don't know if the returning to the dust is successful. Oh, we don't. It doesn't say return to the dust and he returned. It just says he told him to do it. And I don't know, maybe he's wandering the earth to this day. Ooh, wow. spoopy. 
that's what's up with golems. Wow. I mean, there there's a lot more to be said about golems, but that's what's up with golems in the Talmud. Wow. Think about that, listeners. Or not. Don't think about <laughs> it. That's fucking cool. Really, I think the punchline is the first line. Right. This idea that a person who's sufficiently righteous can create a world. Although, it's sort of interesting that the line says a righteous person can create a world, but what Rava actually creates is a man. Sometimes a man is your world. Maybe what Rava actually did is created a universe in which he could create a man. And we're living in that universe. Rava meaning God, Hashem. Well, I don't know. I mean, what's the difference according to this pasuk, according to this yeah. piece of Talmud? I think it's interesting to think about like, okay, Hashem created the world, and then someone who's a tzaddik can create a world. And then they create a world with tzaddikim in it, with more saints, and then those saints create worlds. You know, it's it's tzaddikim all the way down. <laughs> For some reason, it reminds me of like a poppy seed pastry, like all those little tiny poppy seeds in the in the pastry. The pastry is like the universe, and like the poppy seeds are the little tzaddikim, and I just want to eat it all up. <laughs> so delicious. I don't know where that metaphor came from, but I support it because a poppy seed pastry sounds delicious. Oh my God. Like a lemon poppy seed muffin. Oh yeah. Right. Oh my God. Russians, Slavs, they make some like dope poppy seed rolled sweet Mm -hmm. bread. I love that shit. You know what poppy seed thing I really don't like though? Fucking poppy seed hamantaschen. Hamantaschen is a bullshit cookie. Oh my God. You're so wrong. This is why you can't create a world, Michael. (laughs) I know. Your bad food opinions are what are stopping you from creating a universe all your own. Think about that, listeners, next time you say that you enjoy Noodle Kugel. It's a triangle piece of cement. So I hope this helps get you in the Halloween mood. Many yep. more Halloween tales to come. I was really excited to talk about this. I actually don't know very much about golems and like that sort of witchy part of Judaism. I really don't even know that much about Kabbalah, which is like I really associate with golems. Kabbalah. Kabbalah is like the computer science of Judaism. It's like where all the dudes go and it's kind of like a bro club. (laughs) Absolutely. It's probably not that hard to understand, but you guys, it's like a lot of toxicity in the Kabbalah corner. Yes. Once upon a time, I hooked up with a Kabbalist from Boston and I was really excited about that experience. I was texting him the next week to set up a second date and he was super pretentious about Kabbalah, like the whole date. Had a bunch of really pretentious Kabbalah tattoos. If you listen to this, I hope you know (laughs) it's you I'm talking about afterwards I was texting him and I was like when should we hang out again and he was like I just have to be honest with you I feel like the only things we have in common are Judaism and leftism and that's not enough for me (laughs) I was just like what universe are you living in bitch what (laughs) more do you want (laughs) in which like that doesn't cut it for you Oh, people, people. And that's why I never got into Kabbalah. (laughs) Was he too good looking for his own good? No, really not. Really just middle of the road. Middle of the road. Yeah, right where I like to drive. So listeners, if you know more about Kabbalah than me and you're not a pretentious Kabbalah dude, email us at chaihowareyou at gmail.com or message us on Patreon or at me on Twitter. You can find me at chaihowareyou and you can find Michael at miss underscore figured. Whether or not you're a pretentious Kabbalah dude, because I think it would be fun to have a voice voicemail from a pretentious Kabbalah dude, call us or text us on the Talmud hotline at 401-484-1619. If you're the pretentious Kabbalah dude who I hooked up with like four years ago, call the show, call the Talmud hotline and tell me what a bitch I am for talking about you on the show. Yeah. I would love that. It would make for great TV. Oh yeah. Okay, listeners, stay safe, stay healthy. God willing, we will prevent slash 
reverse the rise of fascism in this country. Yeah. I hope you're all doing your best to abolish capitalism. I'm doing my best, but I'm very disabled. So that's mostly just staying alive for me. I'm going to make some chicken soup. Ah, Baruch Hashem. Listeners, I would appreciate it very much if you join my Patreon. I believe this month for our patron episode... If uh, Michael agrees, we are going to be reviewing slash talking about Hocus Pocus as a Jewish movie. Probably will heavily feature Bette Midler. Oh, yeah. Discussion of Bette Midler, clips Mm -hmm. of Bette Midler. Join the Patreon so you can get that hot, hot patron-only content. Okay, listeners, we We are deeply personally in love with each and every one of you. I do literally, in my prayers, thank Hashem for each and every one of you every day. So that's just a fucking fact. Okay, talk to you later. Shavuotov. Shavuotov.